morning and welcome to The Breakfast Show. You're listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88, wherever you are in Australia or the world. You're listening to the Faith of Home Network and you're joined by myself, Lawson, and my amazing, wonderful co-host, Monica. Monica, Monica, how are you? I'm, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm amazing. I managed to get here without the use of GPS. Really? I'm, pr- I'm pretty impressed myself. Which it wouldn't, like on an average day, wouldn't be so difficult, except that my muscle memory is trying to autopilot me back to the old the old studio. So I'm, fighting, oh, I'm, fight, like, I'm mentally fighting like the that. complete yeah. opposite direction. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yesterday I was like, I have to use my GPS so I don't like automatically start driving to the wrong place. And today I was like, I bet, I bet you I could focus enough the whole way to not do it. And, and, and I did. I did. I'm really happy with myself. <laughs> Wait, so you got here without GPS? Yes. I use my GPS, uh, but I really didn't need to. It was more like a time thing. It was more like, oh, when am I going to get there? Am I going to be late? Da, da, da. But you know, at the end of the day, I'm here. I'm living my best life. Of course, we've moved our studio from where we were in the city of Newcastle to now we're on the outskirts in the Hunter Valley in, you know, a real rural area. I said yesterday, we're so rural, we're so country that our studio has an outhouse. Yeah, it literally and, does. And that's awesome. <laughs> that's, we are really living the country life that we promote so much here on Faith FM and that so many of our listeners I know also live and are blessed by. So shout out all of you guys. I hope you guys are living your best life. How, what did you get up to yesterday, Monica? I went to work. Oh, that's so good. That is, is awesome. It? Yeah, because, How is your exam, by the way? Oh, mate, I smashed it. Yeah. Well, at least I finished it. You know, it's one of those things. It was similar to my last exam. It was just like I read the questions. I knew the answers. I did the best that I could to write about them. Oh. And now you're free for how many weeks, months? Oh, for the rest of my life. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> well, coming up in today's show, we are going to be talking about birth equality. Birth equality. Yes, we are going to be talking about birth equality. I and already feel my eyes rolling in the back of my head. <laughs> and we're going to be talking about abductions Okay. in the country of Malaysia, which is some really interesting news coming from them. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. You are listening all across the world world potentially i i just love the idea that we're broadcasting from here in little curry curry right across australia into outer space into into anywhere that can pick <laughs> up an internet signal you are listening and I, I have friends who listen internationally as well and they occasionally text me shout out shout out my homies in the u.s um but hey you're listening to the breakfast show and we're gonna have our first clue for the quiz this morning Yes, uh, this morning's first quiz uh, goes like this. At what age did Sarah, the wife of Abraham, die? So we're going to have five quizzes this morning. That's the first one. Uh, if you get any of them right, your name will go into the draw for Friday's Grand Prize, which is 13 Weeks of Joy, mm. uh, a book by Jennifer Jill Schwerz, a wonderful book about um, happiness, about uh, Christianity and happiness and the intersection there. So tell us the answer to our first quiz this morning and uh, you can get yourself in. And then, of course, five chances this, this morning and then five tomorrow and then five the next day and then we draw the prize. So at what <laughs> age did Sarah, the wife of Abraham, die? Absolutely. Monica. Lawson. What is happening in positively different news? I'm going to do something a little bit different today. Oh, I have so much good news, right? Really? That we're going to play good news roulette. 
Oh, okay. I'm going to give you eight different piece, like headlines of good uh-huh. news, and you're going to tell me which one you want me to expand on. How is that a roulette, though? Well, I go through all of them, and you pick one. I thought roulettes were, like, random. Well, you're pretty random, so. Uh, okay, fair enough. All right, all right. List <laughs> random for me. Okay, okay. Tiny bone flutes have been discovered that might have been used to call birds. A new solar system has been found where planets orbit with two suns. Houston elephants do yoga seven days a week. Mumbai has a museum on wheels that travels to rural villages to benefit children. This is insane. Firefighting drones have um, now been developed to douse wildfires from up on the hillside where firefighters can't go. Uh-huh. A, snoop, a super sniffer dog can help save the endangered species of the great crested newts. Four Colombian children have been found alive in the jungle five weeks after the plane crash. Scientists have been amazed wow. by the sighting of extremely rare jellyfish only seen once before. And then our last one, an artist transforms drab city streets, painting 130 houses, increasing everyone's home values. All right, let's start with Bones Flutes. I knew you were going to go with that one. Yeah, you shouldn't have said it because <laughs> I was going to pick it. Okay, Bone Flutes to call birds. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. So researchers have discovered miniature flutes. Uh-huh. That have been um, that may have been used for mimicking raptor calls, like bird calls. Mm-hmm. Um, so the precise motive of the mimicry is unknown. I'm going to guess it's hunting, mm-hmm. uh, but they say it might have had like religious connotations um, as well as potentially being some form of hunting strategy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so these have been discovered in northern Israel. And, oh wow! Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they have a collection of seven instruments, and uh, and basically it's uh, little tiny bones. And they've carved them, and you you could play it like a flute, and it plays sure. different bird sounds. So this is um uh, a village. Oh, let me have a look. It's on let me call the sh- located on shores of Lake Hula, not like like Hula the dancing, uh, but not in Hawaii. This is in Israel, and uh, and yeah. So those tiny little bones, they um they're actually made from the bones of small waterfowl. So they're actually mm. made from bird bones. <laughs> And then they used to summon birds. And the smallest is just five millimeters. Mm-hmm. That's tiny. What's that, like half a centimeter? Um, they produce a similar sound to certain birds of prey, such as the Eurasian sparrowhawk and the common kestrel, uh, when you blow into them. And um, smaller bones, uh, they would have been deliberately, apparently deliberately selected in order to obtain the high-pitched sound needed to imitate particular birds. Uh, so the scientists say that the choice of bones used to make these instruments was no accident. Larger bones, larger bo- uh, larger birds with larger bones uh, that produce deeper sounds have also been found at the site, um, and it is clear that the people who made these um, attributed birds with a special symbolic value, as attested by the many ornaments made of talons found at the site as well. So not only do they find bones that they use to make uh, uh, these sounds, they also found bird claws, I suppose. Which one would you like to hear next? I'm I'm just like looking up in the Bible because you said Northern Israel, and then I'm like, is there a biblical connection here? <laughs> and there's all kinds of stories where they use like, what? like uh, flutes and whatnot. Like in First Kings chapter one, you know, they go to G- the river of Gihon, and it's like uh, I-, I believe it's during um, David's anointment service. Like he's already been anointed by Samuel mm-hmm. in the books of Samuel, but when he's officially made king, they're at Gihon, which is you know not too far away from Jerusalem. And they like blow the, you know, blow the flutes for him and whatnot. I'm just like looking at, but the, it says specifically that these ones were for, for hunting. I'd love to do some research and find hunting. like, is yeah. there like a story in the Bible 
that contains flutes in the northern part of Israel and bird hunting. Yeah. I, I want to do some research. That's amazing. <laughs> All right. Uh, but, but do you know? Um, uh huh. Um, <laughs> It's a bit funny, but you know, there's a, there's a family of rednecks in the US who mm-hmm. have become multi-millionaires because they developed a duck a duck flute. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, literally, like they like, and it attracts ducks, and they use it for hunting. Mm-hmm. So duck hunters are just they love it, and so they buy it up, and they've just become multi-millionaires because they developed a, a duck <laughs> flute. <laughs> that's awesome! Like, yeah, so I guess it's like they're just taking a taking a page out of ancient people. Dude, there's but... people getting rich off all kinds of things. Think about all those people who make like nature sounds. Right, yeah, yeah. I've seen the like, uh, the orchestra where they make instruments out of vegetables as well. Oh, that's amazing. You know, the <laughs> fact that those things exist, incredible. All right, now I want to get here, elephants in yoga. I knew you are going to go with that one. How do I know you so well? You don't know anything about I, me. I was Come looking on. at all the different, I'm like. If it was penguins in yoga, then I'd definitely pick it, but. I was like, he's 100% going to go with And then after this, if we, if we finish flute. this, if we finish this, then I want to hear about Colombia, which you didn't, you didn't no, think. No, no I you did. did not I think was that like, I was. It, I was like, it's either going to be that one. I was like, either Colombian kids or the solar systemy one. Okay. Um, because that one, anyway. Okay. So yeah, Houston elephants do yoga seven days a week to stay flexible and healthy. Isn't That's that awesome. Everyone, get out your device and Google this because it is adorable. Aww. Um. So. <laughs> so like, all right, everyone, hit the downward dog. Literally, there's literally and pictures then... of the world's largest and heaviest land animal doing headstands. Can you do a headstand? Headstands? Can you do a headstand? Yeah, of course. Really? A headstand. A headstand. Easily. Do it. Take off your helmet, your, well, your, your headphones, and do well, a headstand. I'm not going to do it on air. I'll do it between Why the breaks. Why would you do it on air? It. <laughs> hey, so, so <laughs> I'm determined to see this. So the elephants participate in a um, in like a, like a slow motion stretching practice. Mm-hmm. It's a bit like yoga. They just call it yoga. But they do it um, every morning to help strengthen their muscle groups while stimulating their brains and their bodies. Um, so while they do this, the zoo's elephant keepers are actually able to get a full look at their entire bodies from trunk to tail, um, as well as to check their range of motion. So anything seems off, they, you know, they, get, they call a vet basically to check them up. Um, but yeah, to help keep them motivated to go through those little yoga, yoga um, exercises, the elephants are rewarded with special treats like whole wheat bread, uh, rock melons, raisins, bananas, um, which is on, on top of their regular diet of roughage. Um, so, yes, they have a 40-year-old uh, mother and grandmother of one, and uh, her name is Tess, and she uh, she can stand on her head and she keeps limber with lots of the moves that they do. They have this really cute one where um, they put their, their, their front legs up uh, on a on a on a on a fence, and then they hold it up there while the keepers check underneath and everything, mm. and then they go through. Th- I, these elephants are more flexible than I am, <laughs> but yeah, they're so cute. But definitely go look this up; it's super adorable. Um, elephants are so intelligent, and with their amazing memories, like we all know that the elephants are quite famous for having incredible memories. Of course. Um, but yes, yeah, so they're actually when they start going through the yoga routine, mm-hmm. the um, the keepers often have to slow them down because they're so excited and they know what's happening next. <laughs> oh, they just start doing an autopilot, and the keepers awesome. like, no, 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 slow down! I have to check this bit before you do the next one. So yeah, it's a super cool. I need to see this. I'm not. I'm. I don't know why you're so surprised that the elephant can stand on his head because remember, remember they used to be like this, the like sort of typical circus animal that used to do circus tricks. Yeah, but 
they're, they're just big boys, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> they're just, they're well, just... they have the muscles to compensate for the You're looking it up. I'm looking at the... <laughs> This is awesome. <laughs> Isn't it great? They're so cute. They're so wrinkly. It just seems so funny seeing like a, a giant wrinkly garbage bag with legs upside down. And then they're like stretching out the other way. It's this cute is as amazing. Hey. <laughs> hey, oh. Beautiful story coming out of creation. Um, Yeah. Uh, I, do you know, most of my friends, their favorite animal is the elephant. I have so yeah. many. Is it? Lyle Southwell. And Shell. And Shell. Yeah, yeah. And I think Harley as well, their son. No, oh, his is meerkats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm yeah. a penguin guy. Yeah. Shout out penguins. I'm, if penguins do yoga, then my life would be complete. <laughs> I'm sure they do. Let me find that news story for you. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. And we are continuing on with our coverage of... Us and this, I have this been is the breakfast show. <laughs> I, I've always wanted to say that because you know I'd love to like go to events and be able to you know do stuff like that. But of, of course we could do something like that. But that's not what we're doing. As right in now. like broadcast live from events. Yeah, yeah, like correspondency stuff. You know, we're it's like we're that. continuing with our coverage. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. We've definitely done it before. Watching people walk out of a courthouse. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I, no, I've only done it at the digital discipleship. Um, um, weekend that they did that we broadcast from there. Oh that yeah, was years wow. ago. And then we did go to Ethiopia. Yeah, we're that. broadcasting from <laughs> Ethiopia, continuing our coverage. Mad. Oh, dude, it's good times. And do you know what else is a good time? What's up? This morning you proved me incorrect and you stood on your head in the corner of the studio and I'm very impressed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a photo and a video if yeah. anyone wants it, messaging. <laughs> don't doubt me, bro. I, I, I will surpass all expectations. You just, like, I was like, is he going to like stretch? And then I remember you were really young and then you just <laughs> popped in the corner and just went bloop, flopped on your head. <laughs> yeah, I, was very, I was very impressed. Well done, Lawson, who can actually stand on his head. <laughs> Didn't even need to rest his feet against the wall, just... Yeah, I don't know how you do that. I would throw up immediately. <laughs> I cannot be inverted. <laughs> hey, let us know your, uh, you know, physical talent. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. What's something that you can do that just impresses people? Also, remember that number because we're giving things away for free. Yes, in fact, do you know what? Here is our quiz number two for the morning. Who was King David's father? Ah. Mm, yes. If you get that one in, you get in with a chance to win uh, 13 Weeks of Joy by Jennifer Jilschwerzer. Who was King David's father? Do you have any more sort of like bodily tricks and like party tricks kind of stuff that you can do? Oh, I can flip my lip around. So like. Oh, oh, oh. Like that. Yeah, you know? yeah. And people try to imitate it, but they're just, yeah, see, they're just doing immediately what, trying they're, to do they're, it. They're, what, they're doing what you're doing, which is you just go like, just pouting. like this, whereas yeah. I can actually like flip it around. What else can I do? I don't know. I'm really cute and handsome. Um, <laughs> the a, only thing I can do, like literally my only thing is I can suck my top lip up to my nose. Oh, that's wild. That's it, oh, yeah. I can't, I, I think my tongue is too small to do like, you know, people, oh, oh, yeah. nose and tongue, like, you know, yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff. Hey, yeah, I, I'd actually really like to know what our listeners can do. <laughs> Let's know. Oi, what's your what's your go to trick? You know, <laughs> what do you show me? With? Like, hey, this is me. <laughs> Anyways, you're listening to the Breakfast Show here on Faith FM, and like I said, we're going to be talking about birth equality. Yeah, please, please explain what that is. Well, this issue of birth equality, which is a bill, which has to do with a bill that is being passed through in the UK called Babies Born Alive, um, is has been highlighted as a result of a story that has just unfolded in the UK 
where a mum of three has been jailed for 28 months. And the reason she was jailed um, is because she took abortion pills after the legal limit. Oh. So, essentially, this lady, uh, she was... The story starts in 2019. In 2019, she falls pregnant, and, you know, this is all played out in court now, and she has admitted that, you know, by the time she fell pregnant, I think around, you know, uh, however, whatever that time is in which you find out that you're pregnant when, you know, the signs are pretty obvious, when you've got morning sickness and and whatnot. She knew she she was pregnant. Uh, But... Uh, during that time, she was too embarrassed to to tell her doctor or to to do something about it, and so she left it and let it go on and and kicked the can of the you know the problem down the road a little bit. And fair enough, I, I think pregnancy would be an incredibly stressful thing, and people react to it in certain ways. Uh, but coming to the time of around May two thousand twenty, she then is in the in the the, the place where she's like, okay, well, I don't think I want to go through with this anymore. Oh, no. Now, in the UK, you can induce an, an abortion by yourself using abortion pills before 10 weeks. Mm-hmm. And then after 10 weeks and up to 24 weeks, abortion is pretty much legal. Um, after 24 weeks, then abortion is restricted and there's certain situations in which you can get re- abortion or can't get abor- an abortion, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, after that 24-week period, it becomes like a matter of, you know, situation and, and whatnot. Now, at this time in May 2020, she was 32, 34 weeks pregnant. How long is the pregnancy in weeks? Like 39 weeks. So she, Wow. So she's, she's like not far She's off. like a month out. Yeah, from a month, a month and a half out from from giving birth, and she decided at that time that she didn't want to go through with the abortion. Now, again, she didn't have a precedent. Uh, f- sorry, she didn't want to go through with the the birth. She didn't have a you know a precedent or a reason to be able to abort the pregnancy because it was so late. And then by that time, you're like you're fully, yeah, you're showing. Was, you know, yeah. it's it's a full on thing. And so what she did is she called up the British Pregnancy Advisory Service or the BPAS or BPAS. She called them up and lied to them over the phone about how far along she was. She she told them all the signs for someone who was about, you know, six to seven weeks into a pregnancy. And they sent her abortion pills, which she took. Now, a baby that's that developed and you take abortion pills, it induces pregnancy immediately. Oh, wow. And so she, yeah. Yeah, uh, sorry, induces birth. That's right. Mm-hmm. And so she starts to give birth. The the you know ambulance and the hospital is called and and whatnot. And she ultimately has a stillbirth. The oh. baby they attempted to resuscitate the baby, um, but it ultimately wasn't resuscitated. And then this became a criminal case mm. because you know it was not only against the the legal limit of you know when you can use abortion pills and get an abortion in the UK. But uh, simultaneously there was consideration as to like, is this, is this an infanticide? Like, is this, is this some level of like child murder or whatnot? Now this un- like played out and unfolded in 2020 and it's been in court since then. And the, the verdict has finally come out, which is that this woman will be going to jail for, for 28 months 
um, as a result of these actions. 28 months. Yeah. So 28 months, you know, um, around, you know, two, two and a bit years that she will be going to jail. Now, the reason that she's going to jail in the first place is because for a, a, a long time in this case, she wasn't willing to plead guilty um, and continually appealed. And up until the point in which she did plead guilty, those were the, uh, you know, the 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 verdict that they that they carried out that that was the judgment of like hey this is this is your crime uh and this is this is what you're going to go to jail for now people around the world have are starting you know some people are upholding this decision there are a number of people around the world though who are calling this uh actual like persecution towards the woman like at some level of persecution like um saying that that this woman um is is being persecuted for you know um her autonomous decision regarding birth and that this is misdirected criminal justice and that it's shocking and terrifying what she's going through uh it's a really sad story uh obviously i i think that this story is is quite a tragedy and i think that it's it's really sad it's horrific. It's a lot of babies are born like premature at that age. Hundred mm-hmm. percent, she committed infanticide. Yeah, and so and so this is the point. And again, the reason she got done for twenty four months, and and not anything more, is because they ultimately decided to drop the charge of infanticide out of sympathy to the woman because mm-hmm. you know she she said, oh, I was I was really stressed at this time and, and I didn't know what to do and da-da-da-da. So you resorted to murder? Uh, like, that's not... <laughs> yeah, so, so in sympathy to her, they dropped the charge of infanticide but continued on the charge of, well, what did you actually do illegal? You used, you know, abortion services illegally, which you weren't supposed to use, and you lied to British medical services, which lying to, you know, medical services and whatnot, like, can to be prescribed pills that aren't for you. Like if, if I was to lie to them about, um, you know, say a, a, some kind of pain or disease that would get me in, you know, um, in, in possession of like some like Oxycontin or something like that, mm. that I then abused. Like, yeah, my charge would be two years, if not more. The thing is, right. If you, if you think about it, you know, everyone gets outraged at the idea of, of uh, child sacrifice, right? Like, yeah. Oh, was sacrificing babies on the altar to some foreign god. But really, that's exactly what that is. She sacrificed, she killed a child on the altar of worship to herself. Like she was honoring herself, yeah. her own selfishness, what she wanted. Like she was her own god. Yeah. Now, it's, it's exactly the same. Now, obviously, we understand that abortion is a touchy subject and we uh, are not here to attack um, people who have been through that process before. And we also want to promote the lifeline number if this is something you struggle with. 131114 is the number to call. But simultaneously, we can also view this story and say that this is a, a terrible crime and a terrible tragedy because essentially what's taking place here is that this this baby that was almost fully developed and very close to being born um, again, was th- this person devised a scheme to? Oh, I want to get myself out of this and premeditated. and premeditatedly killed this child. And this is, you know, what the court saw, and this is why her jail sentence was was as such because she did the research. She looked. She looked at. Oh, when can I get prescribed pills? Da 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 da. And and you know, carried out this scheme. And I think that it is just so. I think it's incredibly narrow uh, what has been said by like, it's, you know, it's it's these like really high, you know, uh, what, what's the word? 
um, high reputation organizations like Amnesty International and whatnot. They're saying, mm. oh, she's a, a victim of persecution by the court system oh, yeah. and, and whatnot. And that's the other thing. They would have suspended her sentence if she had just admitted to the charge of lying mm-hmm. to uh, the British, um, you know, the British Medical Society. But instead of doing that, she pled not guilty, not guilty, not guilty. And so that's what they ultimately charged her for. And so I, I, yeah, it is such a sad story, but I think one that just shows, you know, the tragedy of, of abortion mm-hmm. and, and what it can lead to. And I think that definitely, um, yeah, thoughts and prayers for, for these kinds of situations, but also thinking about, okay, how can we respond to this legally and legislatively would be incredibly important too. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. And we have another clue. Quiz. Quiz. Have another quiz. Who uh, said this? What have God wrought? Do you know that one? What have God wrought? I'll put my hand over the, <laughs> the answer. Do you know who it might be? Who, who said this? Who said? Who, I know who said it. Who? Well, just was, write it in the air. It was the one guy who had a conversation with another interesting person. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, 0491-064-669 <laughs> is the number to call or text if you know the answer to that one. And if you do, you'll go into the draw to win our amazing prize for this week. 13 weeks to joy. Um, learning all about how you can be blessed and just live a holistic, incredible, amazing life full of health and love and happiness and Jesus. And also, we're going to be talking all about those kinds of topics right now. We have on the phone none other than Jennifer. Excuse. Jennifer, are you there with us? I am here. I hope you can hear me all right. Oh, I can hear Coming you. Coming in loud and clear. Fantastically, oh, Jennifer. Now, the question is, what are we talking about? You know, what, what, are, we, what are we getting into today? Well, last week we talked about the nervous system and we were going through each parts of the nervous system and how it relates to pain and body function. Mm -hmm. But the most important when we're looking at psychology and dealing with trauma and stress is what's called the autonomic nervous system. Mm -hmm. So we're going to take a look at that today because I believe it's very important for the mind to understand how the body works because Mm -hmm. they find the brain works a lot better when it knows how it works and how the body works. So this is important. Um, I do a lot of work with people helping them to balance this nervous system to be able to deal with stress and release trauma. Now, it, it, the name autonomic tells you immediately that it's not something we can go, oh, I don't think I'll use that part of the nervous system today. It's something that kicks in automatically. Ah, okay. And there are two branches. The first one is called the sympathetic nervous system. So have you ever heard of the sympathetic nervous system? No. No, Enlighten me. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is the part of the nervous system that prepares the body for action. It speeds up the heart rate. It gets the Mm -hmm. adrenals going. It's the part of you that protects you and prepares you to fight or flight. Mm -hmm. You can liken it to the accelerator in a car. And that means if something threatens us, we can flatten the accelerator. That means your adrenals, everything's kicking in to take off. Yeah, instantaneously take off. Mm. Now, just from our conversations, I'd say you probably use your sympathetic nervous system a lot from what I gather. Oh, maybe. (laughs) Probably overuse it. This is Uh the problem. And this is when we burn out. 
Mm. Um, What can happen is when we are just constantly working on the sympathetic nervous system and we don't turn it off, what we're doing is like putting your foot flat to the floor with the accelerator when we're doing overtime and you're but the car isn't going anywhere. It's on blocks. It's revving its head off and you're burning rubber. This is what we do. Mm. We constantly overwork that part of the nervous system. Now, the second branch is called the parasympathetic because the para means it's going to put the brake on. It's going to slow you down. Mm. Okay. So what that part of the nervous system does, it slows the heart rate down. It actually helps the to turn the adrenals off. Right. But unfortunately, a lot of people don't keep working with it. They're not aware. They're just using that sympathetic nervous system, putting their foot on the accelerator and revving their way through the day. And then they go to bed in revving mode so they don't sleep. And and that means it's getting worse and worse. Mm. So I'm sure most people can relate to that. So we have to work at putting the brake on. Mm-hmm. And that what I help people do is to put the brake on that part of the nervous system. So what are some of the things that you do that help you to slow down, calm the heart rate, stop the adrenals pumping? Is there anything you're aware of that you actually do to help that? Um, I I am probably one of the easiest sleepers in the whole world. Like, I, I think I could win, like, a sleeping world championship at my ability to just immediately fall asleep. Like, I, I sit there and close my eyes, I'm gone. And so, yeah, I think, I think you know, a lot of that is just like, oh, I need a nap, and then just close my eyes and go to sleep. <laughs> off your um, sympathetic nervous system by the sounds of it because the strength of the mind, the way we think and how we perceive things can rev the engine or, you know, like get the accelerator going or put the brake on. Well, so, I find in that case, if I stay awake, say, <laughs> then I start to get nervous and anxious about things uh, and I really yeah. like if I'm just like sitting there like, thinking about it da, 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 rather than my mind being clear. Like say I have some deadline coming up and yes. if I'm just like sitting there trying to do it, but like nothing's producing or nothing's coming from it. If I just sit there awake and just try and just like force myself to do it, yeah. I, I, yeah. I just like, I just start feeling like sick and anxious and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So instead I just go to sleep and then I wake up and then I'm like, okay, it's time. And then, Okay. I, I, so, I just feel like I come out of a nap and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to do. Yeah, well, you put on the brake and you seem to be able to do that mentally. Not everyone mm. can. But what you're doing when you're getting anxious and wound up, that's your sympathetic nervous system is being active, mm. too active. Okay. Um, so your way of stopping is, oh, I'll just go to bed and go to sleep, and you seem to have that capacity. Mm. I find the male brain could do that more easily because it can easily focus. Mm. It doesn't have as many connections between left and right brain, whereas a female brain has multiple connections, and mm. they have what I call that busy brain syndrome. Mm. So especially at night, and some men will do it, but a lot of women, their brain's doing overtime, and they find it really hard to put the brake on. Yeah, you know, I hear lots of people talk about that perspective of like, you know, laying in bed, staring at the ceiling. And I think I've had that very few times in my life of like just being so wrapped up in 
you know, how you feel about something. But for the most part, whether I'm sad or anxious or nervous or whatever it may be, I'm just like, up, sleep time, just close those eyes and I'm just gone. Okay. Well, there's lots of things you can do and there are some of of them we probably already talked about when we talked about stress management, Mm. but it's a reminder. One of the best ways to put the brake on, and that's activate that parasympathetic nervous system to get the, the body to calm down and the brain to, to, to be in more balance, is to do some of the breathing, particularly that heart-focused breathing, because the heart rate is doing 100 miles an hour. And we, If we slow it down, we balance the brain, slow everything down, and you can go to sleep. Mm. So it's very easy to lie in bed, even put your hand or both hands on the area of the heart, just give it a little rub and then do some that slow, deep breathing in and out. And you'll find that that often can get you to sleep or get you back to sleep. Mm. So that's a key element. The breathing is a powerful way to regulate this autonomic nervous system. Mm. So if you find you're revving the engine, if you stop, Focus on the heart, do some slow, deep breathing. You'll find you calm down. That's because you've just put the brake on. Mm. So the physiology and the brain responds powerfully. But there's lots of other little things. I find having a nice warm bath with some um, magnesium chloride in it or magnesium of some sort, um, bath salts, things like that can really help. Even just a foot bath in those mm. things, because they help. They're, they're, they are parts of nature that help calm that part of the nervous system. Um, some people, and I find this works well, is, and probably women will do this more than men, is get some lavender oil and just put a bit on the forehead and down the sides of the face and mm. um, around the eyes, and that really helps to calm it down as well. Mm. Um, there's lots of good herbal teas, you know, chamomile tea, you can get sleepy time teas. The herbs are very good. Um, and we need to work at finding the tools that are good for us to put the brake on that sympathetic nervous system mm. because burnout occurs, and that's what I meant by, you know, burning rubber is burnout, and that's what we do to our nervous system. And then we end up having um, – it used to be called a nervous breakdown. Sure. Um, but now it's uh, under the category of mental health, mental illness. But it's actually the nervous system that is breaking down when we get anxious and depressed and we do that whole total collapse. Mm. Um, because when you keep revving the engine with the sympathetic nervous system, you actually wear the sheaths off of the nerves. Mm. The, the, each nerve has a shield that protects it. When we keep revving that engine, it actually wears down the shield and causes inflammation in each of the nerves. Wow. And that's when you do that burnout and people are just on edge. They can't settle. They feel like their body's on fire and it's to do with because of this. So, yeah, so getting that balance between the nerve, that part of the nervous system is powerful in mental, emotional and physical health. It keeps things healthy, especially the nerves. So uh, it, this is one of the reasons I want to talk about it is to get people to realise that um, God has given us this whole balancing. We're constantly trying to balance the body and we mm. override that balance. So now we need to put it back into balance. Yeah, of course. I think that that makes it incredibly important to just look after yourself in such a consistent way. I think that particularly for myself as a young person, there's been times where I'm like, 
oh, you know, I can just push and push and push and stay up late and wake up early and go hard all the time. And yeah, sure, I've like got barely any sleep this week, but I'll catch up on a Sunday and and whatnot (laughs) because I'm like, oh, well, I'm young and, you know, I can do this. But then thinking about like, oh, man, actually doing damage to your nerves and your nervous system as a result of just consistently pushing rather than taking breaks and looking after yourself. Uh, And then I'm like, then I start to think, oh, am I actively making things more difficult for myself later in life as a result? Well, you can because if you keep doing that, that's what I did when I was younger and by my late 20s, I knew if I didn't do something, I wasn't going to survive. Mm. So this is when I first started to learn about this. There's some great research on this now and how to do that balance. Things like um, which you like exercise, doing, you know, walking, stretching, even at night if it's you can't go out anywhere, you can do some stretching and bending and things like that help to slow everything down. So anything you can do, and this is where one of the most powerful is your prayer and meditation. You know, when you read the word and uh, you study more spiritual things, that really helps to get that balance back rapidly as well. So there's lots of things we can do, but you've got to consciously do it. So I encourage everyone to start to think about how do I slow down? How do I relax? Um, and it's okay to rev the engine, but not 24 hours a day. We need to slow it down, particularly at the end of the day. And this is why we get insomnia. Mm. So, yeah. So if we do this, our whole system will be much healthier, not just the nerves, but the brain. The brain will function a lot better. Mm. Um, so we really are doing a balancing act constantly and it's up to us. Yeah, we've got the power to change it. So it's, uh, the choices you make are powerful. Yeah. And of course, like, you know, you brought up before, it's like, oh, God has given us this balancing act. And I feel as though in different circumstances or contexts, say in a context in which we are not living under the curse of sin, then I think that balancing act still exists given that, you know, Adam and Eve had occupations and jobs and roles. And I can imagine if you're an angel in heaven, you know, you have a a job and a role that you'd probably, you know, take time away from, I guess. And especially for humans, like whether sin exists or not, they still need rest. Like God invented sleep and even invented Sabbath so that we could take a rest from our labors throughout the week. Absolutely. But... now, one day a week is very powerful in what I'm talking about. Mm. Like, out from the world, from all the stress. Yeah, but it seems as though because we're living in a situation in which we're in a world of sin and we often do things that aren't in line with, you know, the the human experience that God created us for, um, that, that stress comes and it's like, oh man, we need to we need to get back to basics. We need to get back to we need to get back to Eden, you know, and yeah. and and let God influence how we're spending that time and taking that time and ultimately resting and looking after ourselves because we actually know that we're not designed for this. So we need extra special help. One of the first things to do is to pray and talk to God and seek his help and his healing and do the things. There's all these things you can do to help your whole system. Mm. It's God. So I think that's most important. Absolutely. Hey, Jennifer, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.